All right, this is CBD Expo at the Motif, uh, Saturday, June 29th, uh, with Celeste Miranda, CEO, take one. <clears throat> hey, this is Christopher Chang, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and uh, I'm in downtown Seattle for uh, a brand new exposition. It's called the CBD Expo Northwest. Uh, right time, right now, and you've probably heard about CBD, and of course, uh, Washington State uh, has allowed recreational cannabis, and CBD is one of those... Um, cannabinoids, uh, elements of part of cannabis that actually helps the body do a a variety of different things. And I have Celeste Miranda, who is the CEO and founder of the CBD Expo here with me. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about how this uh, uh, conference got was pulled together and and her history with uh, CBD. So Celeste Miranda, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Absolutely. Um, obviously, I, I have some experience. Um, and it's interesting because it's a brand new uh, marketplace for CBD. And, and there's a lot of people using those three letters to, to mean things. But before we get to that, let's talk about you. How how did this, this exposition come to be? Well, I had a marketing firm in the cannabis, hemp, and CBD space. And um, from there, I kind of transitioned into the publishing portion of it into the publishing industry. Terpenes and Testing Magazine was the first one that we produced or that we published. After that, uh, Extraction Magazine, I published a second uh, title. And then I published a third magazine, which was CBD Health and Wellness Magazine. And we're on um, our fourth title just came out, which is Topical Magazine with about CBD cosmetics, things like that. So do you have a science background or are you just a publisher and you were able to find people that would contribute and or uh, provide some advertising? Yeah, so I am not an events person. I am not a publishing person by by my background. I'm a marketing person. Um, but I have always dealt very closely with people in the industry who PhDs, MDs, who were knowledgeable, that sort of thing. So it was very easy for me to grab a group of professionals in the industry, bring them together, and produce some great content. And what state are you from where you could find some of these people? I mean, this is where you're searching the internet. Internet and it seems like, you know, with the stigma associated with uh, cannabis that people would kind of want to lay low. And, you know, I've been doing this now for 10 years, and at first it was quite a challenge. I was before Colorado or anything. Um, but we're based out of California. Um, we're actually in a very small city, uh, Pismo Beach, California. And, um, you know, it's funny when people hear we're from Pismo Beach. It's kind of right in between San Francisco and L.A. on the on the beach. And um, very small. We're from there. But I had just over the past 10 years, I've just made great contacts in the industry. And in this industry, it's interesting because it's hard to find, historically, credibility and people who aren't flaky and that thing. We've gone through our ups and downs for sure. It's been an interesting space. And we've kept true to our nature and true to our word and just gained some great credibility. So it was my relationships were... um, were very easy to transition to help us with the publications and then eventually to the events. Was California a hotbed of uh, research for cannabis or did you have to seek like Canada or or other places? You know, it it was not. I would say the majority did not come from California. Um, A lot of it came from originally from Colorado, the research that was coming out. A lot of it hemp-based at first. Um, A lot of um, research has been uh, in Canada. It's been a ton has come out of there. But primarily the most believe it or not, has come out of Israel. Why is that? You know, I don't know. They've always just been so advanced in their research. 
And um, it, it, if it wasn't for Israel, um, honestly, we would probably be years back on the research in this industry. And I don't know if a lot of people know that. Yeah. Well, we, you know, as a uh, consumer of cannabis over the years, we, we recognize that there are certain places and regions and climates that cannabis uh, grew well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mexico would be one, mm-hmm. and Afghanistan might be mm-hmm. another. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Orient or mm-hmm. Thailand. Exactly. Thailand. Um, does did you think Israel had were they growing it or were they just importing it or were they mm-hmm. you know I think basically where Israel got their step up and got going was Ralph Machulam who Dr. Ralph Machulam he is from Israel he is I think in his 80s now he was the man who discovered the endocannabinoid system discovered that we had one interesting and he was at the the university there and um for those of us in the industry, if any of us get to meet Dr. Machulam, we're just more than privileged. Um, he's still around. He doesn't travel that much anymore, but he is yeah. he's the one that discovered we even have it. And so I think once that he did that, and I believe that was in the 70s, something like that, um, or early 80s, he once he did that, I think Israel just jumped on that, you know, because he was there and had discovered that, and they just, they did so much of the early on research. Very interesting. Speaking with Celeste Miranda, who's the CEO and founder of the CBD Expo Northwest, and they're here at downtown Seattle at the Motif Hotel. Um, Celeste, I'm curious, with me having an Asian background, Chinese, mm-hmm. that we would think with the Chinese medicine, they would have they would have known this stuff because you think about all the herbs and, and the, just the history and tradition of Chinese herbal medicine. Was there is there any influence or research or, or sources of material for mm-hmm. for expanding the understanding of CBD in the endocrine system? And you know, I think that so many times too. It's like in the plant. An article just recently came out that the first place the plant ever grew was in Thailand. So they've traced it back to that. So um, the interesting thing is that you would think with the alternative medicines and the Asian and Eastern cultures and things like that, they would have because it's a plant. It's natural. And, you know, and it started, the first plant grew in Thailand. But the funny part is, is we've had a challenge with the Eastern medicine, um, honestly, to get them. We've had a challenge with the Western medicine, but we've, it wasn't as easy with the Eastern medicine as we thought it would be. And even, for instance, I get cupping done and acupuncture done on a weekly basis, and even uh, my Eastern medicine doctor, who was trained in China, um, she wasn't all for it at first. You know, so it's interesting. It's... um, one would think that the Eastern medicine realm would have brought it in a lot easier than they did. I guess if we look back at you know things like opium, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, perhaps they recognize that certain things are <laughs> Maybe, better left Maybe, right? Untouched. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the um, the history of this expo. When did yeah. it, when was the first one? So we did the first one last year, about mid year, um, and it was in Anaheim. So we kept it close to our home, you know, just because we weren't sure, hey, is this going to work or not? (laughs) And um, it was very successful. And so that was our first one. This is actually our fifth one. Um, So we, this year for 2019, I think we have nine stops. Um, And so we have, I think, four left in the year. And so it's going well. Um, We already have the 2020 year planned. Um, All of our stops, we have nine stops in the year 2020, and we will do a finale appearance in 21 
of just one huge expo in Las Vegas oh, instead really? of the several stops. Yeah, we're, in, we're anticipating about 2,000 booths at that one. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost overwhelming. And obviously, with uh, a brief understanding of CBD and it's been entering the marketplace so quickly, mm -hmm. um, what are some of the, the, what's your mission? You know, having MS myself, I, you know, when, one day, about eight years ago when I woke up, I couldn't feel anything from my waist down. Absolutely nothing. And it's like I could, I could scratch my leg and I could see myself scratching it, but I couldn't feel it. And so that was very, it was scary. I went to the emergency room 18 hours later. I was told I had three lesions in my brain, no, four lesions in my brain, three on my spine, and I had MS. So I was taken up to Stanford um, University and put in uh, um, uh, steroid treatments to stop the, the relapse that I was in. And I was put on four muscle relaxers along with my MS therapy at one time. I couldn't even function. Like, literally, I could not function. And I had a client at the time I was doing the cannabis marketing. Um, I had a client send me CBD gum, and he said, he was in Massachusetts, he was on the East Coast, and he said, just try this, and I did, and my spasticity in my legs just went away within like 15 minutes, and I thought, this can't be, this is gum, I mean, this is ridiculous, right, and um, so I tried it again the next day. Wait, wait is it flavored? Is it mint? It's is like it mint. Hubba, bubba? Yeah, no. <laughs> No, it's like mint. It's like, you know, the regular. And so I took it the next day. Same thing happened. It, my spasticity went away. And I thought, well, what the hell? So I um, so I got off all of the four muscle relaxers and just took CBD. This was eight years ago, seven years ago at this point. Just took the CBD. And um, that's all I do to this day. I'm on Tysabri for my MS, Tysabri infusions. Um, and then just take CBD in the morning and at night. Did THC have an effect? You know, it didn't for me. Okay. For me, it. I don't like the a high effect, and I'm not one. You know, I'm not great with that. So, um, the CBD worked, and it stopped my spasticity in my legs. And so, I'm here for a reason. I'm here. It's personal to me. It's. I have a great team. It's personal to my team, and this is why we do this. This is why we get exhausted doing this. Is that I'm not saying it's a miracle drug. I'm not saying it's going to help everybody with everything. But I am saying I know for a fact it does help some things. And if I can get those, some situations and some people connected, then that's what our mission is. Are you surprised at how many different products are uh, involved in, in the CBD industry? I mean, this is, it's wide open. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I've seen it go from five major products to 2,000 products, you know, on the market now. But, you know, we knew this was going to happen because our show's last year. Year. There were buyers from from Walgreens registering. There were buyers from Rite Aid registering. There were buyers from Vitamin World registering. And we knew that. Now, not necessarily did the attendees know that or the exhibitors, but we knew that. So we knew what was going to happen. We knew they were looking at this. We knew what they were doing. So it's been interesting. And the thing is, is I don't think in the end it will be about CBD. I think in the end it'll be about many of the cannabinoids. I think it'll be about CBN, CBG, CBC, and and what those do. I think CBD will just be the one that opened it all. I think it'll be the general one, the aspirin. But I don't think in the end... Which is a plant-based, right? Correct. Acetosilic acid? Or it is. Aspirin's plant-based, absolutely. Yes. You're correct, yeah. And so I think in the end it will be about many of the other cannabinoids. So what does CBD stand for then? 
You know, it's a very long, very, very long medical name, <laughs> but it's cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. Yes. That's how you pronounce it. Yes. Cannabidiol. Yes. Interesting. And uh, how many total cannabinoids have been found in cannabis and or hemp? Right. So right now we know of 113. So, um, and, but there's ones that are being studied more, being researched more, because there's some that only have traces, you know, but even a microdose of a trace can do a lot, you know, in some pharmaceutical situations. So right now, probably the lead one after this that's being studied is CBN, which is um, really proving to be a good sleep aid, like really competing with a lot of the pharmaceutical drugs as a sleep aid. CBC is showing to um, have uh, um, transport. It's transporting the delivery of pharmaceutical um, drugs faster. So if you put some CBC into a pharmaceutical drug, it's showing to transport it much faster in your system. Um, CBG is great for anti-inflammatory. Um, They're finding a lot, you know. So all this research is going to be done, and I can just, it's going to be so exciting to see where it is 10, 20 years from now. It is pretty exciting, and it's, it's going to be great to, to uh, recognize and, and try sample some of the uh, topicals and gels and candies and yeah. lotions. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, Celeste Miranda, uh, congratulations, and uh, wish you the best of health, and, and uh, good luck with this project. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening to me for a minute. <laughs> awesome. Very good.